welcome to another episode of Combos with Kamo. I'm your host, Kamo Karimi, and thanks for joining us. You might notice a bit of a new intro, and that's courtesy of one of our guests today, Nino Mafrica, aka Young Nino. Thank you so much for joining us, Nino. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. And of course, our other guest today is my older brother, Kasim Karimi. Thank you so much for coming on, Kasim. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, so before we start talking about some of the stuff we were going to talk about today, which is maybe some Bundesliga, which happened today, some NBA talk, um, maybe some music, who knows what we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your guys' quarantine been going? What have you guys been up to this week? Uh, not too much. Honestly, work, I have been trying to make some more music and kind of just like learning more songs on the guitar, trying to enjoy that. And me and Alan have been cleaning up the apartment a bit because when you stay in that space for so long, <laughs> like the whole layout kind of has to, you have to play with things to make that space a bit better. For sure. When there's two of you working in the same space, it yeah. obviously gets a little cluttered. Yeah, you want to clean things up and make it a little yeah, bit Yeah, every dust particle seems ten times bigger, too. You want to clean everything with a toothbrush. Definitely, yeah. Um, Nino, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I actually started work these past two weeks, but prior to that, I was finishing up a semester at SAIT, just finishing my exams, which was quite interesting, doing all the schooling from home and kind of seeing that conversion, you know what I mean, online and all the exams. But then I had about five weeks of just being 14, like eating a box of cereal a day and playing a lot of 2K and Call of Duty and Battlefront. And so it's been nice to have reality, but I do miss the actual quarantine life. Definitely. It is nice to get the little bit of break, but um, you do get a little bit stir crazy. I know I'm I'm in the same position here. (laughs) Um, So uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Bundesliga games that happened today. I didn't get to watch too many of them, but um, I know me and Kasim did both get to watch the... uh, Dortmund versus Bayern Munich game, the Der Klassiker. Mm-hmm. Um, very entertaining game. Um, Cosmo, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I was like kind of paying half attention, so take everything <laughs> I say with that kind of grain of salt. Uh, and, but like, I thought it was interesting because you still see, and I think I heard this talked about on one of the podcasts I listened to, but you see that like uh, defensive moments in games, like players who have to kind of keep the concentration on their position and on those tactic, tactical aspects of defense that I think is just like weaker. You can just see that like that kind of focus. I'm seeing that in every game I'm seeing like people are just a little bit more out of position. Yeah. And you see a player like we we're talking earlier about how Alfonso Davies was like so good. He was so fast. But like part of the reason a player like that shines, I think in a game like this is because like all the experience on the field is like a little bit rusty right now. Right, but yeah. that guy's just got a motor and he can yeah. make up that little bit of rust by with just pure physical exertion. Right. And I think you saw that like shine through today a lot. Right, so do you think that's due to the rust and the the break between the games? or Because uh, I, I was kind of, on the other side, I was kind of thinking that maybe teams are more defensively organized. You know, we're seeing fewer, uh, fewer higher-scoring games, maybe because that communication is a little bit easier with less fan noise, um, maybe allowing defenders and midfielders to communicate a little bit more between them. But I think you're right, though. I think that rust is definitely clear uh, when you watch the quality in the game. Especially yeah. in that second half, um, as, as a Dorman fan, I was watching Dorman really struggle to connect passes. Even in the first half, it wasn't clean. The, the connection between the passes wasn't really there. And that was the one thing I'll say that Byron kind of had going for them ahead of Dorman. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more clean and a little bit more uh, efficient going forward. It was cool to hear the uh, the like recorded audio of the crowd and right. whatnot, though. I thought that was a nice touch for a fan to, to watch. I personally didn't watch the game, but just yeah. saw a little bit of the, the highlights on my lunch break. and Right. Yeah, it was funny. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was a bit funny to, to hear it too. Yeah, I, I know that like like some of the streams had like uh, like the crowd built into it, and some of them I was listening to one that didn't. Yes, yeah, and like 
I don't like have a problem with using fake crowd, but like I don't want it if it's not there. Right. Because to yeah. me, like I'm watching the game, and like actually, I think part of the atmosphere is the lack of fans right now. Like that mm-hmm. is gonna affect things, and part of like maybe defensive and attacking or just like game focus is gone when you don't have that kind of hum. Yeah. That kind of like yeah, background true. humming of the crowd. Yeah. Like I imagine like that's gotta be if you're a player. And, like, that's obviously players so don't play weird. train in yeah. the stadium every time they train at home. Like, they're training on a training ground and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're, even if you're doing a training match on your stadium pitch, it's not going to sound the same as when you're in a game and there's, yeah. like, the fan base there. Especially, we're talking about Bayern Munich and Bruce Dortmund. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we're talking about Dortmund. I went there, and the noise is crazy, How right? How big is that stadium that they were playing in? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure about. I think it's in the 60-ish range. Yeah, so. I can look it up. But I mean, that's one of the things, right? Yeah. Single and Duda Park is one of the main factors for Dortmund going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Is they they have that crowd that backs them in games like these, what's especially. That, what's that called? In the yellow wall. The yellow, the yellow wall. wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's a. It's very important for them, and especially in this kind of game where it was so important for them in order to get that get those three points in order to close that gap with Bayern, which is now at seven points. Um, if I'm being honest, with the way Bayern have been playing, I don't see anybody catching up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Kassim? What do you no, think? I think Bayern's experience will carry them through exactly. the rest of the Bundesliga. I like I also like I think the problem for teams like Dortmund and Dortmund is like a all we all you were saying it earlier as well, like a, a young team. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before. A little bit inexperienced when it comes to these pressure situations. Yeah, yeah. the problem is for play, teams like Dortmund to hold on to players when they get the experience. So like you mm-hmm. look at a player like Jaden Sancho. Yeah. When he comes to the level where like he's experienced and he can actually take you to the title, he is not going to be at Dortmund. Right. It's unlikely that he'll still be at Dortmund, and I think that's a problem for a team like Dortmund. Whereas Bayern Munich is a team where those players go when they're at that caliber. That's true. And that's what's going to carry you through these like weird times, especially. For sure. Like, and it's it's interesting to see that Dortmund seems very okay with that. They seem very okay with playing that role of, of getting to that getting players to that point, bringing in that money for them and bringing in more youngsters to bring to that point. It's kind of the cycle of Dortmund players as they bring players in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, moving into uh, some more uh, sports talk as the world starts to slowly reopen. Um, from COVID restrictions, uh, we I was reading today about the NBA and um, some of the ideas that they have going forward into uh, into Florida and Orlando and um, and getting some uh, and getting the Disney World um, yeah. stadium there. Yeah, as a, I think they're going to try to use uh, the ESPN. Oh, it's like their two hundred fifty five acre like estate, basically. I think they have like right. Three yeah. Arenas. I forget the name. The, of Yeah, uh, but... Disney's ESPN Wide World of yeah. Sports Complex. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They're calling it the uh, uh, bubble. Um, I think that was the term that they were talking about using. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they do that because a lot of we were talking about last week with um, Josh and Omar about the Premier League potentially going and doing something similar with play, putting players into a hotel. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think would work? Do you think that would work out for the NBA? Um, and I how think, do you think they should restructure the league if they do want to finish the season? I mean, with the season already being cut short, it would almost be a good time to, like, not to use the word experiment, but to try out a new format. Because the season, compared to other seasons, you could call it a wash. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You pay, played how many it's games. It's going to have an asterisk on it regardless. It's going to have an asterisk. I've heard some reporters and... 
some broadcasters say this might be the toughest season to win, but either way, if it is, if it isn't, it's, you're still like, going to have an asterisk. My, my only problem right? when people make that comment is like, it's going to be the toughest season to win. It's like, I kind of get what you're saying, but like, it's yeah. the toughest season for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, everyone's yeah. still in the same boat. Like, it's the toughest in terms of like, there are all these background kind of noise things, but like, when it comes to like, players on the court, everybody's gone through these same Dang. sets of totally. like, distancing protocols which don't allow you to train properly which don't allow you to keep at the same yeah. level you don't have your trainers with you you know like yeah, yeah. those things are those things are going to affect everyone yeah i mean the best players in the league obviously find ways to make yeah i know situations. i know i've been following a few players online and they still have their home gyms and their home yeah. courts and right. when you're at that level you can still keep your knife sharp i heard just read sense. george hill is hanging out on the 850 acreage he owns in in uh, australia oh, wow. In Australia? With, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Whoa. With, like, a bunch of, um, like, all his pets, cams, yeah. all the type of animals out there. Um, but to, uh, I think the most interesting one format I've seen, besides the 1-16 to 16 overall, I think that's my favorite. Right. Um, just cut the league? Yeah, so just, you, just, you combine just the, the conferences and you yeah. take the you top, top 16, 16 of the entire league yeah. at yeah. the records that they're at right now. Yeah, I think yeah. March. Maybe evening 12. it out. For, yeah. yeah. Maybe evening it out to account for Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was also that playoff plus idea where they wanted to, I think, go from 16 to 24 teams and then yeah. have play-in games. Right. I think, I don't know if it'd be a one-off game or a best of three or what that would be, but that could also be interesting too because you look at the West and there's, you know, under the eighth seed, there can, I can think of three or four teams that are within a game, game and a half that are all in contention. So it would be unfortunate to see their season cut short, but at the same time, I'd like to see. <laughs> I yeah, I think like I get. I think like instead of worrying about experimenting for like the long term changes, which, oh, like, yeah, yeah. which like I think like is is a cool idea as well. And I'm not what you're saying, but like I've heard mm-hmm. some people talk about that. Mm-hmm. Is like I'm like this is a cool opportunity to just be like okay what. Whereas everybody in the league, like you said, like that 16 from across the league. Yeah. But like doing it, like what is the rush to get back? Right. And like finish the league in terms of like if you can get the league going in the next two to three weeks mm-hmm. and you can have it like a camp, there's no need to travel. You can cut mm-hmm. down rest because of that. Mm-hmm. You can have like a lot of good trainers and like protections to help players recover in yeah. one facility. Like everything can be really concentrated and that can cut down on some of the distancing yeah. and then some of the time distancing. Yeah. What you do instead is like you let people play a few amount of games like the round robin kind of thing to finish out the league. I'd like to see that because yeah. I think you'd get to see teams like Portland who could fight for playoffs, could not make playoffs. Yeah. Those kinds of things are like, I like those narratives yeah, and I still think they'd be fun to have. But if they're just trying to get the league over and done with, then I think just cut it and do the 16. Like if yeah. you're just trying to get it done as fast as yeah. possible. It was just so interesting when I when you look at like the bracket of the one to sixteen and the matchups that came out of it. Yeah. Like I never thought I'd see a Denver Indiana series. Yeah. And I was so excited if that was a potential series. Yeah. Like there's so many different storylines that can happen with the one to sixteen. But again, Cinderella stories are a part of every sports season, and who wouldn't want to see uh, you know, Portland who's been struggling all season really. Yeah. They haven't had their center. Most of the year and getting mellow integrated and CJ being on and off with his injury and whatnot, it'd be it'd be cool to see them make a push. I mean, they were Western Conference finalists. Was that yeah, last year? Yeah, yeah, it was last year. Yeah. yeah, I think what you were saying about experimenting is the exact thing to do, right? It's it's already a weird season, so mm-hmm. I think, like you said, that one to sixteen format looks like a good way yeah. to try it out and maybe even if it works out, right, push it forward. I mean. I think even if it does work out, it'll be put tough to push forward to next season when it does get yeah. to normality. Yeah. Do you guys um, think next season they'd have a 
Like, what if the if this season comes back? Do you think they're gonna have a shortened season next season too to try to resume normal scheduling? Maybe I'm I'm honestly not too worried about basketball scheduling because basketball like it doesn't directly compete with the summer sports. Do you know what I mean? Like right. Like basketball is not gonna lose all its viewership in playoffs because baseball started. Right. Like that's just not an issue that they have to deal with. They run as long as the hockey season and don't. I don't think mm-hmm. the crossover in fans is like gonna hurt either one they always compete for a certain base of the fans right sure. but for me it's like you don't have like soccer has international competitions mm-hmm. so many different like global competitions that intersect and they'll yeah. line up well right. yeah. basketball is like it's basically the nba in the european league yeah it's right. like those things if they can line up roughly enough so that transfers and stuff can be managed comfortably like yeah do whatever man like i'm okay with you know you don't need to shorten the season just start it later. It's just more basketball for me. Yeah, you know? that's like, true. No problem that is for true. me. That is true. If you even push it back by a couple months instead of October, you start around Christmas. That yeah. would be, have opening day, Christmas day basketball. They start be... in October. They don't start in right. August, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. So I was just kind of curious. No, if, it's, you it's know, cool. If yeah. it gets pushed back, say, we have the championship in, or the finals happen in July or August, yeah. then they only get, what, like two months off or something like that. It'd be cool to see them. They've had a sure. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, true. Very so true. Chill, but no, <laughs> very joking, chill. But yeah, no, I do wonder um, what they'll end up doing. Just looking here at uh, the ESPN report today called uh, the NBA in a bubble. They're saying that another option for a possible place is uh, MGM um, Grand in oh, Las Vegas. This would be crazy. Yeah, they're they're saying that based on the um, the template that's already there for the G League and showcase. Summer League too, yeah. Right, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so it's that kind of that's kind of one of the things that they have in mind as well. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do regardless. Uh, do you guys have a favorite coming back into the NBA if they if they do come back? I'm still going with Lakers. I think, yeah. man. I don't know. I mean, they were the strongest. They're, they're the strongest team. I think. I think this break, even though people have down talked, you know, veteran players they need activity. They need to be right. going all the time so they can actually still be active you know what for i mean sure, right. like because the the turnout recovery is like a little bit slower for veteran players compared to you know Definitely. think of how much you could recover when you're 18 versus now right yeah but yeah. i still think toronto's gonna surprise people i, mean, I would yeah i would love I to see toronto surprise people because they're not reliant on one or two guys they're for like sure. a very complete system and i think boston might surprise people too definitely they're think... also a complete Completely, completely what I was gonna say. Yeah, like yeah, exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. I think those are the two teams in the East that like can take on more more or less any team in the NBA and possibly win. Don't so, think they're gonna win against every yeah. team. But, like, so do you think they're Mil- always a shadow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't think Milwaukee has it? Well, if you look at a team like Milwaukee, what's the first thing that goes when you're on a break? Is your shooting right? And their structure relies on Giannis penetration and their three point shooting. Yeah, right. Like they have shooters across the board. When Giannis gets going, he can kick it out. Yeah. So if they start with the playoffs already, uh, they're playing Orlando, which is no slouch. I know they're the 16th seed in the in their like literally middle of the pack in the entire <laughs> league, but they've had some impressive wins this year. For sure. And they still have some stars in the making. They're a hardworking team. They're a hard they're, they're team. playing team. It's just yeah. they don't have the star power that other teams have. Or and don't get me yeah. yeah, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't pick Orlando over Milwaukee no. like in any day of the week, but I'm just saying one thing could lead to another. I still would pick Milwaukee to probably make the Eastern Conference Finals. If if it or were like, at least, if it were even the Eastern West. Conference Finals, yeah. it'd be it'd be the left. I guess we're talking. Do you, do you think, <laughs> we're talking theoretically if yeah. there were an Eastern West Conference yeah. still, yeah. but we're not too sure what'll end up happening. Do you yeah. think that like you know so you know like normally in playoffs like the the injury factor is massive. 
Mm-hmm. Like people love to talk about like oh Golden State has asterisks because players got injured in yeah. Cleveland and all that. It was like okay, like whatever. That's part of it. That's yeah. part of that's that part competition. Of, yeah. But like what's interesting is like people have had all this time to rest, but like they're also not at like a game fitness, and all of a sudden they're gonna be playing a lot of games really yeah. like back to back to back to back. Yeah. I'm just wondering like do you think playoffs now like who you face in a long series is gonna be more impactful than in a normal playoff? Because in a normal playoff, like, you've already been playing for so long, but you're in a rhythm? Yeah. Or is it because that you've had the time off now that you're going to now be completely out of shape right. to maintain right. after the first or second series? Right. Jumping straight year. into a playoffs after such a long break is probably one of the hardest things, right? You're going to go from zero to straight intensity, the most intensity you yeah. have to put in game after game after game. And even the style of play is going to change, too, because playoff basketball from, you know, the 19... 19- tens when it was the aba yeah like yeah. it traditionally slowed down defense got tougher refs yeah. get not as they don't see as well obviously <laughs> a lot of calls are missed yeah so it, it'll be interesting it honestly it honestly might benefit some people yeah because a lot of teams like you look at a team like houston even golden state when they're at their prime obviously not this year god rest but <laughs> um, i'm no, scared i'm enough. scared next year i'm scared yeah, for yeah, next year. yeah they've had enough well, who but, knows what they'll get in the draft, right? Yeah. yeah. But teams who love to get out and run, you know, like in Oklahoma City. Uh, I know New Orleans is a run-and-gun kind of team. Right. Um, I said Houston previously. Even the Lakers like to get out and run. But those teams could struggle a little bit, too, just because their game is based on physical fitness. And, For sure. you know, obviously you're shooting. But you're once the game, stuff, Yeah, right? but once the game slows down a bit, I feel like it might benefit some of, like, the, like a, I don't know, Philly might benefit from that, too. Yeah, They're a pretty sluggish thinking. team, yeah. like not sluggish in a bad way they're just a little bit bigger a little bruisey up you know so who knows man i just kind of want it to come back i've watched enough classic highlights at this <laughs> point man yeah for sure you know? the last dance really got me yeah last dance sweet. yeah rewatched like i think i've gone up to episode five for the second time. Oh, i just finished nice. it yesterday i think nice. oh the full thing yeah nice. to be oh, fair nice. i hadn't watched the last episode for like five days i just like had left it but yeah, yeah. i finished it yesterday overall opinion you quite enjoyed it excellent yeah, yeah. and like i like i was what six to eight years old yeah when that like second three-peat happened mm-hmm. so my memory is very visceral mm-hmm. and a lot of it is like i feel like stuff that i've like retroactively like oh yeah you remember that happening it's like but i don't really remember watching the tv or right. anything we were wearing like my dad had us in bulls clothing and always like we have yeah. pictures of me and hash in bulls oh clothing. that's so good but, like the thing is like for me like i michael jordan was like that, that kind of background character that you just grew up idolizing or like hearing about mm-hmm. i didn't really understand his character very much mm-hmm. like space jam was the most insight i had into michael jordan yeah <laughs> super so, accurate by the way yeah yeah <laughs> um i mean it was to be fair like i find it funny when people were so shocked about like his father and i'm like did you not watch Space Jam? Like, with, like, baseball. Like, his father's right. influence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, that's, like, the whole premise of Space Jam. Yeah. Is like, like, it's Michael's shift in careers based on, like, that relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you can't see that, like, even as a kid, like, that's a moving part of that story mm-hmm. in the background. And I think it's interesting how he even put that in there. But mm-hmm. I really liked I was happy they put a little bit of Space Jam in. Yeah, man, dance. I want footage of those Space Jam scrimmages. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. badly. That'd be so dope. That'd be probably that... And the uh, the Barcelona '92 scrimmage, that the dream oh team. yeah yeah the dream right. team yeah, yeah. That, those are two tapes I one day hopefully I'm what I think of that see. like my MJ in like he would have been in Hollywood or whatever it would have yeah. been I don't know where yeah. he was filming wherever they were filming bringing people in to like people coming in to play with him that's like the first like you know like now you see like videos of like 
random mix of NBA players like J. Cole, a couple rappers, like all these kind of guys like balling around and playing. That's like oh, the first yeah. time you see yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't know that yeah. it happened, but like Neither. that's probably like the first real instance of like this kind of like NBA camaraderie. NBA camaraderie and like just kind of the idea of like players happily scrimmaging with each other outside of the NBA. I feel mm-hmm. I doubt that that would have happened pre MJ. Yeah. To that kind of like extent. Yeah. And it's just like it all centered on MJ, which is just obviously because he's is who he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never really heard anything too much either. I knew there was some friendly relationships. Like even though Magic and Bird were rivals on the court, they were the best of friends. Yeah. But I've never heard if they trained together. Or you like if they I mean? had like a bunch of other guys. Like right. Hang yeah. Out. Yeah. So no, it is cool to see. It was a weird mashup though. It was weird. Yeah, no, I think it, as far as, like, a production side, it was incredibly done. It was probably one of the best sports documentaries ever produced. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely started a bit of a trend. You see a lot of uh, oh, other yeah, documentaries yeah. <laughs> starting to come out now, right? Um, it's going to be a lot of trash documentaries, man. Yeah, I mean, it does It does concern me, right? Um, you do too was, much, uh, you oversaturate a yeah. topic too you much. You oversaturate, you also rush to market because yeah. now everybody's going to want to be the one that follows Last Dance while they're still in the tension on this kind of it's style like they took format. Like thirty or no, no, yeah, yeah, about, thirty like, years, about 30, thirty years yeah. of footage, and then another five to six to make that thing. Yeah, and you're gonna try to pump out a We Believe Warriors documentary. But this is what always happens like, with these kind of things, right? I feel yeah. like I'm surprised it didn't really happen with. Um, actually, it kind of did happen with Tiger King. I was gonna say because they there a were a bunch bit, of yeah. there yeah. were a bunch of true crime docs that came out afterwards, but yeah. I would say it didn't happen in the same boom that we're seeing right now. Yeah, the thing is though, I think I see a lot of them going into production but i don't think a lot of these are going to be coming out for a while now. Yeah. so maybe they're just going to try to build the hype up over time yeah um who knows uh, just to just sorry just to quickly say i uh, i want to clarify george hill is not in australia oh <laughs> dang it. sorry sorry oh, george hill man. you're not in australia you're in texas on a 850 yeah. acre ranch i was confused tomato, tomato. i was confused texas, he's got kangaroos out there i mean Whoa. I was confused by the kangaroo. Part. Oh, and also to go back even further than that, Borussia <laughs> Dortmund's Westfalen Stadium is 81,000 domestic oh. and 65 oh. international. I assume there's some different restrictions on international Holy games. cow. Wow, interesting. Yeah. All right, um, so maybe moving into a little bit of um, music talk here. Sure, um, sure. So, uh, as I said, the intro was provided by our guest, Nino. Uh, Nino, what have you been up to? Have you been... Uh, making any beats during this quarantine making any uh working any projects yeah music wise i've uh i've definitely taken a, a big break from djing right. just kind of just got a little tired of it and not in like a bad way but just like kind of wanted to stop i was doing it straight for right. quite a while but yeah producing has definitely uh kept me like with a foot in the door music wise and over quarantine i've definitely been making a lot more music. I'm working with some friends out in Montreal, trying to send some stuff to some friends in New York nice. and Los Angeles and stuff, which is fun. And yeah, no, I was stoked to make the intro and outro. That was a lot of fun too. We'd greatly yeah. appreciate you. Yeah, no outro later on. No um, problem. But yeah, no, that's good to hear. Yeah, uh, I even got a, we were, I was talking with Cosm actually helping him with a MIDI controller that he recently bought too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. our friend group is starting to kind of all make music a little bit. Yeah, like I saw Chris who's Chris. big into it. Yeah, um, or getting big into it now. And yeah, no, it's been that's really, the really that's fun. the one thing I will say about this quarantine is it's it's pushing people into kind of creative spaces where they have mm. so much time that they want to start exploring more creativity. Right. And their, um, 
in their free time. Kasim, mm. um, what about you? Have you been working on any projects or any just music in general? Yeah, so for like my birthday gift to myself, I bought the like uh, what is it the complete control 849 it's just like a keyboard controller from native instruments it's really so nice like well set up yeah. to work with logic which is what i work in nice. but like what's nice is like i normally i have like a duet uh, apogee duet like interface to plug in my guitar and the bass to like and that's normally how i make music and mm. honestly like that's how i interact with music is through the lens of a guitar so for me like just like i have a decent amount of music theory not yeah. a good like i'm More not than me good that's for it, sure but man. like yeah. i understand <laughs> basing amount and like now i literally just been doing this guy on youtube has like free piano lessons i've been doing that and honestly it's funny because i'll take songs that i played on the guitar that like little things that i've kind of done and i'm writing music by just playing that like transcribing the notes over to the piano and playing it because then what i realize is I'm writing like the piano parts on the guitar because that's what I'm more comfortable in. Oh, that's and even cool. though what I like about piano is it gives me a bit more flexibility. Like keyboards give you a bit more flexibility in terms of what kind of pitch you're at, yeah. what kind of sound you want to work with, and mm -hmm. like kind of just like a little bit, it's a little bit easier to modify after the fact as well if right. you don't really know what you're doing with the yeah, project yeah. music. And that's been really fun for me as well. And so I've been getting to experiment with that and like in integrating keyboard music and better into my like guitar songs totally me. yeah it's fun to dive into those programs man because once you kind of get into it into it's meat and potatoes and you get to see like what each little thing does you if you just are curious you can stay in there for hours oh, for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And it's not something that you really need to commit too much to right it's like if you have a little bit of time here and there just to practice yeah. it and you work on it slowly and and you build it up and you get better and better at it. Yeah. Um, next thing, next time you open it, though, you look at the clock, you'll be like, oh my God, I've been here for five hours. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. I haven't drank any water. What yeah. the heck? You yeah. do lose track of time, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so as far as uh, music listening instead of creating is concerned, how are you guys, uh, what have you guys been listening to uh, oh, in the last month during your quarantine? Pull up my Spotify. I mean, yeah, been, honestly, I mean, I gotta be honest, I, I wake up and all I do is just listen to music all day because i'm sitting there bored so right. it's, it's nice to have something in the background um uh, yeah it's been i've actually been surprised that more music hasn't been released like sure. i understand the process for some major artists you got to be in a studio with your engineer with like your a and r with all these people to organize everything right and there has been some good projects out uh that have come out just from rappers you know right. what i mean like yeah. it's just kind of club rap you guys have heard it without yeah. even yeah. hearing it type of stuff um but in terms of actual like quality music i mean i'm not saying rap's not quality because sure. I'm, I'm a big rap head but. well that's the thing is that's a good thing about hip-hop and rap is that you a lot of it is anywhere exactly right yeah. is yeah. you a lot of time you just have you have a producer for example, like Nino, who, who gives you a beat and and you take that beat and you do something with that beat and then you produce it as long as you have the resources available to you to mm -hmm. be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so any album specifically that you guys have been listening to? Um, I've really been liking uh, Knowledge's new album. Yeah. Uh, 1988. Yeah, that one's really, really good. good. There's some good beats on there. Yeah. Um, I've loved the Thundercat album. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, that dude just knows how to have fun oh, with his music. Like, it's like, it's like, I gotta say, it's like, at the same time, some of the most immature and like most intricate thing like music that it's you'll insane, ever hear. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I love I love how like just like it is very much Thundercat. You know, like I love yeah. when somebody makes music that's very authentic for, for sure. themselves. He he really sticks to his vibe regardless of 
of what music is coming out. And that was his first album out in what, like two or three years? Maybe. Yeah, drunk. Maybe even four it. years. Yeah. No, I think drunk was like 2017, 2016 at yeah, the most. Was, yeah, that's four yeah. years now. Yeah, that is. But that, yeah. Um, also, if you're just like a music fan, like the the time signature changes, the, right? Yeah. The theory behind each song, it, you can yeah. just. Sit, uh, man, he has crazy. he has incredible flow with his yeah. albums. Drunk was was the same way. The know. song I love Lewis Cole like on that on his newest album. Yeah. It's just like I realized at a certain point I was like the reason I like this is because it fills me with nostalgia because it sounds like a level from Sonic. Yeah. Like it sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like <laughs> that's most of his music for me, if I'm honest. <laughs> well, yeah, because what you don't realize if you, if you plug in an old Sega Genesis and like or just like listen to the music, there's like there's actually crazy fast slapping bass lines oh, yeah. in the background of all that of like that music. Like there's those Sonic music is really intricate, and you're like, mm. this is the music that he grew up in, like just like we did in like an inadvertent way, yeah. and he's just able to actually articulate it in like a much more musical. Yeah, he's a he's way. a video game geek, kind of like us, right? Like yeah. we're, I mean. I kind of grew up a video game geek and, and mm-hmm. loving every single game that came out. And I mean, I never got to play games. Like I was a little bit younger for games like Sonic. Youngest brother on the controller, right? Exactly. Right. I, I mean, you, I, I you thought, you thought I was the playing. Break? Yeah, did you unplug it and have him be like, oh, come on. Let's He's six years younger than me. It was just a party thing. Yeah. Point. Man, I actually have bad memories of Sonic, unfortunately, because the only time I would ever play Sonic was at my orthodontist's office. Oh, so that's no. when he was just cranking my mouth full of wires. and You were just sitting there with oh. the game? While you're oh, yeah. No, it's, it was in the waiting office. They had the Sega booth. Yeah, yeah. And right. it was Sonic and I forget the other Sega game that was on there. But, yeah, I would just wait for torture for 15 minutes or however long oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stressful. Very stressful. <laughs> stressful situation. Yeah, no, I won't be seeing the movie. Some of the little sure. video games, like, man, like uh, Zelda. Mm-hmm. I remember my babysitter in Newfoundland, and I'm talking about when I was like four years old. I remember sitting in front of her TV with like the thing for like the original Zelda. Mm-hmm. And if I made it past three screens, I was like a king. Yeah. You know, like I, I was completely incompetent. I yeah. couldn't play the game. Man, I struggle with Zelda and I have games those to this memories. Yeah kind of jammed into my head i struggle with zelda games to this day i think it's one of those things like i i grew up playing them but i never really played them to the degree that you kasim or my other brother hashim played them yeah. i definitely watched you guys playing them but it's one of those things where you have to know the patterns and you get yeah. used to the patterns and then like it's once you start playing more that's and what more people don't exactly. realize and if you if you're not like like if you just want to play a game that you can just like kind of walk through and fight people and keep fighting people and move to the next room and then once you finish fighting all those people mm-hmm. you go to the next room like it's not that kind For of sure, game yeah. it requires a lot of puzzling which is why I like it yeah. but it's also why like I can totally understand why something's like it's not really for me you want to hear something hilarious so what? up until I was 18 the only Zelda game I played was Wind Waker wow on the GameCube I hadn't even played any of the classics so that was my only judge and like, it's that so was my different there's like no disrespect to Wind Waker but if no. that's your only it's point so you'd different. be like then why do people like this yeah. bro like what just that alone game? just that <laughs> yeah. alone yeah no all that the, time on the boat would probably drive you crazy yeah, you'd be like, what is the point of this game in the yeah. remaster they apparently made the boat go like twice as fast as oh, like, they, they said, like it goes like way way yeah. faster because honestly I just remember just like alright just like yeah, just, just staring at, yeah. just staring at the screen, waiting yeah. for the island in the distance. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm on the ocean. Like, yeah. I get cool. it. Cool. Oh no, wind. Super cool water or rendered water. Yeah. yeah. But I did play um, Breath of the Wild for a little while. That was really fun. Yeah, that was sweet. And then I went back when I had my uh, I found my Game Boy. Played I think Ocarina. Or no, on my 64. Sorry, I played Ocarina. Oh yeah. Right. And I think I only played Ocarina on the 64. 
like Majora's Mask is a weird one. I had only rented it as a kid. Yeah, I had yeah. only rented it as that a kid. And I, I didn't understand it. It was mm-hmm. it, like I just fully didn't understand it. That was the one with the moon, right? With the face. Yeah, and yeah. you have you have like three day time limit. So what you actually have to do is make you have to accomplish certain track tasks. You also like a lot of things like would happen in the world. And this is what was cool about the game because I feel like it was one of the first games to like popularly do this in a game where like you have to like memorize like all these different tasks. Mm-hmm. And like do them in the cer- and get them done in a cycle, mm-hmm. and then you can keep certain items with you, and that allows you to more quickly like redo stuff or whatever. Yeah, it's just like it's it was kind of excruciating. Yeah, but it's kind of genius at the same time. How I'm really happy they never made it? another game like that. To be honest, yeah. but like it was cool in its own way. How old were you when you were playing that? When I originally played it, I was I would have been nine, no, ten years old. Cause yeah, I, I think that's around. It came out like right before the GameCube. It had like a short. Oh time, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like not that we got a GameCube right when the GameCube came out, but like yeah. in that sense. Yeah. But um, Majora's I mean, Mask was after Ocarina. Yeah, but but I, I well, Ocarina like is basically the same as the as a link to the past in terms of like in like you have um first you have three temples and yeah. then you have seven dungeons mm-hmm. and then like it it follows a similar kind of metric. Yeah. Um, but Majora's Mask kind of redid all that and it was yeah, interesting. Yeah. But I I recently replayed it on the 3DS. Right. I got it for that. Oh, nice. And that was sweet because they like. Obviously, when they remaster games, they get rid of a lot of the annoying kind of that they mm, that yeah. just happened to be part of video games, especially like the eighties mm-hmm. and nineties. Yeah. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah. No, I I haven't been playing many games honestly. I. Not I, even during quarantine, eh? No. Yeah. Honestly, oh, I've been trying you. to keep. I like kind of getting out of the habit of playing video games. That's good. But um, yeah. Lot, we've lost a soldier. But no. But <laughs> what I will say, weirdly <laughs> enough, I haven't been playing video games, but I've been watching video games a lot. Oh and more yes. Specifically, I've been watching speedrunning. I'm getting super into oh, not, not specifically yeah, yeah. watching speedrunners as they're doing it, but um, there's this one channel on YouTube, give a shout out to this guy, Summoning Salt, who does these um, kind of world record progressions mm-hmm. on certain games. So for yeah. example, he does one on Legend of Zelda, the original uh, Super Nintendo version, yeah. where he breaks down people that speedrun these games and try to get the world records for them. Yeah. And oh. it is mind-boggling some of these things, right? I mean... Some of the shortcuts they find, some of the efforts. I, I was watching one last night about um, an N64 uh, Mario Kart track called Choco Mountain. Yeah. And it was like 30 minutes long. And this guy goes into huge detail about this guy. I, I, there's one specific runner who did 24,000 attempts on this one course to try to get this record. And he eventually got it. And it's just like mind boggling to think that, like, for example, like Majora's Mask. I think if I tried that three times, I would get frustrated. Yeah. I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to write down the notes. I don't want to have to memorize all yeah. this stuff. But like, it's not only things like Legend of Zelda. It's things like Mario 64, right? Mm. Like getting all 120 stars, knowing yeah. how to do that, and also doing like perfect movements in order yeah. to get it. I, that's what's been blowing my mind as far as video games are concerned is like the speed running side of things on on that note i was actually watched this like this is going back to my memory a few years but it was a guy who would speed run uh, ocarina of time yeah and what they did was what they found out was you know like in those times like they would notice that like in the game when you go into certain like kind of venues in the game and one was like after you beat a boss yeah it would put you into like a part of the memory that would allow you to like basically cut into a different part of the memory mm-hmm. if you did some things basically with the mm-hmm. it's it's frame rates. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy things that, about frame but it's, rates. But it's playing with the physical like distancing and spacing basically mm-hmm. of like of the For memory sure. and what they're able to do is you fight the final boss of the game 
with like a stick. Yeah. With a half broken stick. Whoa. And because of That's something stressful. with the way that they like do a bunch of glitches, it's just like the the, the way they break thing. the stick against a certain. And he part does of like weird like jams the controller to do like these weird movements and yeah. just like it's just interesting that that's like a whole culture yeah which is designed around like breaking games yeah. that we yeah. love so much it's just well, that's like, really that's funny. the interesting thing is right is like as i'm learning more about this you learn more about the details right so i was watching one on the original super mario world and um and it's little things like pixels right it's like certain pixels and you're like why why would that be important right like why would it be landing on this pixel or landing on the flag during this frame mm-hmm. be so important. And it's like, no, these actually change the things like RNG, random yeah. generated yeah. objects, right? Like things like the fireballs or something that pop out in a, in a yeah. stage or like the bullets that fly yeah. at you. Everything like that is kind of affected by when you end your frame rate on a certain level mm-hmm. or how you're keeping that frame rate going along. And not only that, it's actually insane to think about, like like we were talking about, right, with... um. Sorry, what were you talking about? Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah, with, yeah. Ocar- with the Ocarina of Time and how they like find these little avenues. They actually do these things called tool-assisted speedruns. Yeah. Right? And that's how they find a lot of these glitches now is what they do is they set up emulators to follow each specific movement that they want. So each movement that happens in the game Whoa. is already predetermined. And they run through these a bunch of different TASs um, to assist the speed runs and then they eventually find these glitches and then they just grind to try to get these glitches to get the world record it's actually crazy. and it's actually just insane to me that like first of all who has the time to do these kind of things but it's also just like that's a crazy amount of commitment to a task yeah I personally i think it's crazy i, I think i think it's, it's, like, I don't, it's not i can't i can't job, relate to like being i'll watch a five minute youtube video on it though oh yeah i'll, I'll give them a view and a like for sure i won't i won't try it i won't no, subscribe, <laughs> I won't subscribe to that, <laughs> no that's the thing right it's like i'm watching i'm watching this guy summoning salt's videos and they're like sometimes 20 30 minutes long of like talking about world record progressions of people doing these runs but i'm never gonna sit there and watch an hour and a half run of somebody running yeah. through every star of mario mario um 64 uh, yeah Oh, Sorry, go ahead. oh, I was just gonna say I was uh, I'm a sucker for like video game playthroughs though, just on that note right. too. Oh yeah. Like if I if there's some games that I'm in between on, but I know have gotten good reviews. You like, just want a little story. Yeah, I just want a good story or something. Yeah. Like before I even played the first Uncharted, um, because right. they remastered it for like the collection for yeah. PS4, and I didn't have it for PS3, and I was like, okay, like. Uncharted 4 comes with my PlayStation. Let's watch the first three, which took about 15 hours. Yeah. Which, they're long. They're long. But they're really cool. Is there, a lot just, of, is there a lot of cutscenes, or is it like mainly just the gameplay itself? I try to find ones with just cutscenes, because, yeah. you know, yeah. if I'm sitting on my computer watching someone pick video games, it's, I think that's yeah. a level. Dude, I'm one step lazier. I just read the plot summaries on, like, the Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, that's, see? That's that's, I do that for that's so much. That's smart. Yeah. Honestly, I have a lot of people, like, I, a lot of people are like, oh, you should that's watch really this movie. Smart. I'm like, I, I don't tell people that I'll be read it on Wikipedia. Yeah. It's, it's okay, gonna, man. I just, I'll, I'll watch a 10-minute YouTube summary yeah. of it, you know? Just I'm a sucker for that, enough. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. There's so much content in the world to consume. It's just, yeah. like, impossible to be able to get everything in. I Yo, I'm kind of curious. Did you play, like, were you big on, like, the first generation of Halo? Like, yes. Were, did you do, like, that and Halo 2? Did you do, like, the yes. basement land party kind of stuff? Basement land party. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I did that. Especially too around that around that era, my buddy Sam, his current house was being built. Yeah. And so he lived at a place just like down the block across the street. Yeah. And most weekends we would bring 
either our because t- we didn't have laptops and we had towers. No, you yeah. had to bring like you had to yeah, bring so you brought things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had he was the first one in our friend group to get like the original big Xbox. Yeah. Um, I had a GameCube, and then a couple other friends had Playstations or whatever. We yeah. usually either bring all the systems over and have a LAN party, or just kind of float around the neighborhood in the summertime on bikes. Yeah. But that was our big wow period. So we bring the towers over with our monitors. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, we uh, either hit up a McDonald's with like our like our friend's mom would like obviously take us we wouldn't yeah. walk you know what yeah. I mean we were at that age but yeah I just steal the mom's car <laughs> yeah you know what I mean get a credit card yo so it. my neighbor had um this was our neighbor early early yeah, yeah um, he his parents had like a basement that like they just like it was like happy for us to like take it over basically mm-hmm. and what we do is like I had a small tv and we're also next door so I think we would sometimes bring two tvs from our place like two of those kind of old dungy tvs that yeah. you can barely hook yeah, up yeah, to yeah. And, like, we would set it up so that we'd have four TVs and four Xboxes all facing, like, in a center point in the room, all facing away from each other so you can screen peek. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> so, so like, it was only when people happen to, like, on the rare occasions if you're playing, like, you know, free-for-all. Yeah. But like, you could play, we could play, like, what was Well, it? sometimes you need to connect people. multiple people yeah. to... Yeah, you could, yeah. but you could play so many people. Yeah. It was so much fun. So you could do two on a box, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you could do... Yeah. yeah, you do two for a box and connect them all. So you do yeah. eight people, and it was sweet. We had all sorts of games, like one of my favorite games. This might have been Halo 2, actually, to be honest. Uh, but it was like, we called it Zombies. Yeah, and yeah. so, basically, one person was the zombie at the start, and everybody was the human, and they'd hide, and the humans had, like, pistols and shotguns. And the zombies would just have a sword. Yeah, but and they could run really fast? No, oh, no they, they were just normal. They were just normal. Oh, so it wasn't like But the Halo thing was, like, effect. if no, you got... No, like an actual zombie. So it was a custom yeah. game. There was a custom oh, game called okay, Zo- okay. that we made called Zombies, and, like, you would just cut the... Like, if whoever got caught up by the zombie became a zombie mm-hmm. because on your second weapon would be, like, that was what was programmed in. It was just, like, honor system, don't switch to the sword until you're a zombie. When you're a zombie, only use the sword. Oh. But when you get killed by the zombie, you then get the sword, you respawn, and now you are also hunting the other humans. Oh, so it would come down to, like, these ridiculous things where there's one guy left and there's, like, seven zombies. Yeah. And he's just, like, running around screaming, yeah. right? But I just, I'm those, like, basement land parties is just, like, a different level of... Uh, Video sure. gaming interface. There was a there was a mode on Call of Duty recently. Um, they kind of just like add like special gameplays in. So you have like yeah. your quick play, you have your Warzone, you have uh, your hardcore modes, gunfight, whatever, whatever. And then they just have like random games that come up. Yeah. So it's either a ton of games on one map, a specific gameplay, or whatever. And they had a forty eight person infected game. So it's the oh, same same, same thing, format, yeah. but with 48 people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it was so stressful. The, like, the zombie premise is stressful. It's so stressful. Because of that like, survival aspect. Even if it's something so dumb as a game, like, you're sure. just like, i got to survive. Man. Yeah. But but that's the good like, thing about that, right? Instead of something like search and destroy modes, where like if you're out, you just sit there and watch people until yeah. the next round. You yeah. actually like become the zombie itself. Yeah, no, it's, to, yeah. it's fun, to too. It. It's a lot more lighthearted. Exactly. Like, over quarantine... Some some of the guys that I used yeah. to play those Xbox games with, we all like connected and right. put the headset on again, and I'm like yelling in my living room. <laughs> you know, on that note, that reminds me. I'm, maybe I'm just going way too far back now, but remember in Halifax we had a game called I think we just called it Psycho, and we called it Psycho for some reason. Hashim was the Psycho. Oh I yeah, yeah. I don't really. No, remember. that stands. Yeah, no, it's because yeah, he would yell Psycho or something. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a whole bunch of other stuff. Anyway, we don't need to get into all that. Basically, <laughs> our brother Hashim was the the Psycho basically. And everybody else he's in our group actually was there. No, he's completely normal. Yeah. Um, he works too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, we live next to what's called Point Pleasant Park in uh, in Halifax. Basically, just a, like a big public woods, mm-hmm. like garden, um, 
like Fish Creek, basically. Yeah. And so we would go into that area, and we'd have two groups, and we'd always play it dark, and one group would have a flashlight, and the other person would just hash him with his own flashlight. And the group would have to share one flashlight, and Hashim would basically run around with, like, some kind of Halloween, like, stick or, like, sword and hunt us down in the woods in the dark. Whoa. And if he hit you, then you also joined this team basically and did the same thing. But what was scary is, like, if you if the one guy with the flashlight gets separated or, like, killed, like, and you're just in the dark in the woods you're and you're, literally, like, a, yeah. you're like a 10, oh, so 12-year-old the... kid or 11-year-old kid. Oh, so it was a one different person, One person's assigned the light. On the whole, like on the for everyone yeah. who's not a psycho. So there's like a, there's like a so, search so, party. So if you got so if you died and you had the flashlight, I couldn't take it. Well, not unless you like happen to manage to grab it right before like oh, the psycho gets you. Oh, because I guess if you died and I'm right here, I'd probably die too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's stressful. It was fun. And then our friend's dad was like, you know that like people, like bad things happen in the park. There's like crazy. There's actually crazy people in the park. And we're like. All right, we're stopping. Well, thank you for ruining that. that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, fair Probably enough. for the best. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyways, um, so that was uh, a little bit of talk about really everything. We did yeah. video Oops. games there. Yeah. No worries. Um, I have a little bit of a break here. I got a bit of a game set up. I did this last week with uh, Josh and Omar as well. Oh. We've got the cabinet set up underneath there in the cupboards. Oh. Um, so there's something, there's a bigger item and a smaller item in that black cupboard over there. Okay. Um, you guys get to pick which one you want to try to guess it is. I will tell you, it's they're both music-related. Oh, okay. okay. So, uh, maybe because this is technically his old room. Yeah, Kossim, I, want, I want him to take a stab at Kossim, it. do you want to guess for the smaller item or the bigger item? Sorry, what, what am I looking at? You're, you can't see it. It's it's behind, it's in the black cabinet there. Okay. Yeah. But you have to There's guess. Two and you're gonna And you're going to have 20 questions to, to guess what it is. Can we oh. work together Music-related objects. No, well, you can work late, work together, but that's why I had two objects. In there. Oh, so I see, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. But do you want the bigger or the smaller item, Cosmo? Let's go with the. I feel like smaller will be harder, so let's go smaller. Okay. Um. All right. So twenty questions. Something music related. What is your first question? Is it electronic? No. Dang, that throws my idea. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Musically, what did you play in here? This isn't a question, by the way. I'm trying no, to I've right. had a lot of random right. shit. Like, I'm right now looking at a cheap Pakistani flute, a didgeridoo, a, like, essentially, like, shortened harmonium that I bought in Thailand. That thing's dope. Like, a, a, some sh bongos from Cuba that aren't, like, real bongos. They're, like, for tourists to buy. Some <laughs> the maracas. Yeah, we got some weird stuff in here. Yeah. It's none uh, of that stuff, though. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I was going to say... It's a lot of guesses that but if you if I couldn't see those I'd be like <laughs> uh, okay so it's not electronic is it uh, got wood at all mm. is it made out of wood kind of okay, mm. okay. Uh, yeah this is a bit of a tough one you need to keep remember I just said music related all right yeah is it music related that could be anything is it an exactly. instrument it could be really anything Ask if it's a... What if it's like a pencil? No, ask if it's like a, like if, a music if, accessory, like if it's to complement an instrument. Does it... Oh. You know what I mean? If it's like a foot pedal uh, or yeah, a bell Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, that's you a good question. I'm, I'm just worried that like I'm not going to like... I might just confuse myself with that question. Okay, okay, okay. I might save Fair. it. Okay. 
I like it. I just you like, got 17 questions. So yeah, so that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm thinking I've got like five more yeah, questions. Yeah, no, right you got a lot of time. Um, okay, um, is you it just got to narrow it down. No. Okay. I would say narrow it down first. Okay. But I just wanted to ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it related? It Does it complement an instrument? No. <sighs> it's music related. Is it, okay, it's kind of made out of wood. It might be like a book. Okay. Is it a book of some kind? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well done. I mean, you're, you're going to have to get you to guess the book. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I figured that. Like, that's Just why, making sure. Yeah. Um, is it like a music theory book or like, a, like you know, like an actual book? That like educational? Almost? Educational yeah. or like a, like a notebook kind of thing where you like have music written in it? As opposed to like the autobiography of Neil or the, or the biography of Neil Young. No. I, I forgot what I asked. Exactly. So yeah. it's not educational. It's not educational. Okay. Is it a like a is it a nonfiction book? Yes. Is it about a musician? Yes. Is that you got eleven questions left? Okay, so we know it's a book. You know about it's nonfiction musician. about a musician. So it's probably and it's kind of made out of wood, which is kind of made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys got that part. Um, that was a good answer for that. Um, okay, At least I didn't hesitate. Is it a book on a rock musician? Uh, kind of. How many kind of kind rock of. musicians do you, yeah, do you like to own a book on? I don't have a book on Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh, it's a Kevin Rudolph book. Oh, okay, sorry. Do you remember Kevin Rudolph? It's kind of I do remember Kevin Rudolph. Sorry. That guy. You know what? Probably it's do probably some production. It's probably the best that we don't know what happened to Kevin Rudolph. It's all right. Let's just leave that out. Leave that out. <laughs> you got 10 questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think we've, so we've got a, it's a book about a, kind a of musician. Is it about a, is it about a band? No. So, one, so it's, a, it's about a, an actual musician. Okay. Um, it's a book about a musician. Oh, is it the <laughs> autobiography of Anthony Kiedis? No, but good guess. Okay. You got eight guesses left. Scar tissue is what that's called. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting to run low. Um, kind of rock musician? Yeah. Is a kind of rock Kind musician. of rock. Now, if you think about that, if you can work out what I meant by that, you'll probably be able to get it. Okay. So we know it's not Lil Wayne. <laughs> or do we? You Does Lil Wayne have a biography? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course it's Lil Wayne. You know what? If, it, if it's a biography of Lil Wayne, I'll be okay with getting that wrong. True. Um, I'm going to leave that stone also. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, <laughs> um, that's fair. Kind of a rock music. Yeah, this Although one, now I'm the, curious. Does Lil Wayne have an autobiography? He pro probably doesn't have an autobiography. Just a biography. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do so you want his autobiography? It's the card of one, two, or three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. um, He's got eight questions left, by the way. Yeah. I'm trying to think of specific books now I'm trying, or other ways to narrow it down. Um, is, does the musician play an instrument? Yes. Okay. Hmm. They play an instrument. Is the musician the lead singer of either their act or their band? No. Okay. Six oh. questions left. You can narrow by instrument. You could. You have six, though. Does the musician play bass? Guitar? No. 
that's true. I took the I took the bass answer there, by the way. Yeah, by guitar I meant bass guitar, not like guitar guitar. Um, that, is that a hint? Uh, um, that could be. could be the cello. It could be. Do you like Yo-Yo Ma? <laughs> <laughs> I also wouldn't describe Yo-Yo Ma as kind of punk music for the record. But oh well, that's that's all. You know, perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you... this I've been running long guess. I was a little frivolous before. I thought it was it'd be easier. Okay, to so this point. you got five left. Oh, okay, that's not wait so six. No, five left. Five. Yeah, it's five. So you have okay. So you know it's not bass guitars. You can ask. Guitar, piano. They don't sing. Like, they're not a, they like, the main sing. singer. Well, maybe they, like, sing back up. Maybe, like, like, Keith Richards or something? Rolling Stones? Didn't if it's sing? the Ravi Shankar autobiography, I think that'd be bullshit because he's definitely not kind of a rock musician. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he played with the Beatles, it doesn't count. <laughs> I don't give a f- <laughs> Um... I'm, super, I'm happy that this is stumping you because I thought you were gonna get it. I, I don't know. I, I was like, I was hoping you were gonna get, go for the bigger one because I thought you were gonna get the smaller one easier. But I think it might be inverse now. I'm so nervous for the big one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that one's a tie. I, I kind of forget what it is myself. Oh, <laughs> I might need to go check. Wow. What is the? God, this I might is need hard, to man. turn around. I'll be I go honest. Check. This yes. is. Kind of rock I'm musician who isn't the lead. Kind of rock musician who doesn't isn't the lead singer and doesn't play bass. I guess I could go. Do they play like guitar? Would be the next question for me. You have five questions, so yeah. Okay, I would do you that. You still try to narrow guitar. No. Oh. They don't sing. They don't play guitar. They don't play bass. It's interesting. Keys. It, it's interesting what happens when you're when you're asking twenty questions. Like it's it's funny being on this side of yeah. it. I I kind of got I gotta ask, I gotta do one on myself next time to see how yeah. it is. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it could be keys. It could be drums. Because this kind of happened yeah, to Josh could, last but week too. I could too. be stuck in a. This like, kind of happened to Josh last week. You're gone yeah. too far on one. But yeah, this happened to Josh last week as well. Yeah. You're overthinking it. I think at this point. If you just think about what you have already, and really analyze that, I think you'll be able to figure out what this is. It's a book about a musician. Ask if it's your book. Is it? Can I ask if that it's might a book? not help me? <laughs> well, if it is, it's got, got a lot of books. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> that wasn't what I meant. It's a good example. Like, that was more a dim, like me damning my own memory of what oh, books. That's oh, funny. okay, okay. Um, hmm. Is it a Shel Silverstein book? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's a rock star. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we're. Then the game's throwing the game out, man. Shell Silver, Silverstein is a rock star. Um, so kind of a rock musician. Yeah, that's kind of what's what I got to go back to a little bit. Back it up. Yeah. Think about no, you're you're on the right track with the instruments. Think about which instruments you haven't said. That's the last clue I'm gonna give you. All right. Do they play drums? Oh. Yes, they do. Kind of rock musician who plays drums. A kind of famous drummer. Or not kind of famous. A famous drummer who plays kind of rock. We don't know if they're famous. Just get Hashim to write something. This guy down was a book. studio musician in Calgary in 1976 <laughs> to 1982. He's appeared on CKUA's uh, <laughs> oh Deep Cut. Yeah. No, it's not um, Is that a question? I was thinking Neil Peart because of Rush. Like that's that, My mind was there a while ago, but I was just kind of yeah. not sure. You've got, I think, three questions left. But he would be rock, clearly. Like clearly, yeah. 
I'm trying to think like also, Buddy Rich. Oh wait, no, you have four questions left. Four questions, yeah. yeah. Sorry? Oh, I was just saying RIP to Neil yeah, Pert. Neil Pert. Yeah, that's true. Sad on this year. Yeah, that was weird. Um, like I'm trying to think. Like Phil Collins was lead singer, so we're cutting him out. Um, <laughs> true. Damn, Neil Pert is who's coming to mind. Or John Bonham. No, oh, that's for sure. Rock. You can try to, sure you can try to right? specify it down more. Yeah. Um, Maybe geograph geographically. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the problem is I also don't know where a lot of musicians are from. Yeah. Like I don't know if somebody's American. You or know where this guy's from. Dropping clues all the time. I'm not getting anything. I know. I'm I keep getting like more and more. more. Uh, you're you're gonna be really upset when you hear this. I think. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. I'm upset too. Uh, Crosser yeah. just walks out. I'm gonna head out. This is the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say, do they play jazz music? Ooh, no. Okay, that helps a little. Three questions. Who do I know that? I'm maybe a, oh, is it Questlove? Yes. Oh my sir. god. Oh, yes. Love. There you go. I can't believe nice. it took me that long. That's why. That's it. hard though. But that's is that kind of rock music? No, he's right. That's kind it's of. Kind rock. Of rock. It's kind of rock. Yeah. I mean, when you think of the roots, but uh, like discography, like, it definitely like, has more rock. I get it. Now. I yeah. get why he said kind of rock. If he had said like it is rock music, I'd be like that's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if he said it wasn't rock music, I'd, I'd be like, "That's alright." That would have been a bad. I one. might have gotten to Questlove faster, but then I might not. Okay, so. true. All right, this so, eighteen out of twenty. That's well, what is it? It's uh, yeah. So it's uh, Questlove's autobiography, Mo Meta Blues. Oh, sweet. Um, really good book. Highly recommended for anybody who is a Questlove fan. Cool. I'll take it. Thanks. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I'll take it. No, go ahead. <laughs> if you want to read it. Um, yeah, so uh, the costume got the first one for the uh, small. He did get it in his, I think, 18th guess. So oh, no. pretty good job there. Nino, oh, you got the big one to oh, guess here. Oh, no. All right, so like I said, music-related. Music-related. Oh, jeez. What is your first question? 20 questions. Here we go. <sighs> I'm expecting as much, if not more help on this one, Q. Because I'm, I'm bad at mm, this game. Yeah. Um, no, I think this one's, I would actually say this one's easier. Don't set me up to look like a fool. Okay. Okay, that's yeah, true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This one's equivalent. Um. Okay. Is it? Is it an instrument? No. It's, not an it's still music related. Yeah. Okay. It's still music related, but it's not an instrument. We're on a good start. Okay. Is it? That's always a good first question for them. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna keep going. This is it made out of wood? I'm gonna steal some of yours. It's still yeah. fine. Yeah. Kind of, but not really. Is it a book? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Not going to use the same thing twice. Um, you could. That'd be sneaky. That would be sneaky. It's a, it might Maybe be next a time. Book. It's a big book. It's actually a different book written by Questlove. It's oh! A, that's, my, that's my question. <laughs> second autobiography. He actually does have a second one, I think. Ironically. Fair enough. I bet, yeah. I, I think Questlove's probably got a lot he to say. He deserves it. Well, yeah. that one, uh, Moment of Blues, was award-winning. Got mm -hmm. a bunch of writing awards. Okay, Very well done. So he has a lot of uh, really good segments in it where he talks about his favorite albums and uh, songs from and records from when he was growing up. I'd love to have a quick chat about favorite albums actually. When, when Definitely after this is up, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, he's looking around. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to. Can I come up with ideas? Yeah. 
So we're, we're talking about something large music related. Something large music related. Did, did we say it was an instrument? It's no, not, it's not, it's an, not instrument, an instrument. But it could be... Did you say it's like a... What was your question that was actually it, helpful? It's kind of... If, accessori- if it accessorizes an instrument? Yeah. Compliments. Qu- yeah. Compliments. Does it complement an instrument? Like a guitar, foot pedal, or an yeah. amplifier or anything? No? Uh, okay. Actually, you know what? Kind of. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I take it, that. Back. It's a USB cable. Yeah, it's a USB <laughs> 3.0 cable to a, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be sneaky. That would like be a, sneaky. Like that a must have been a big ass 30 cable meter bag. cable. Yeah, holy cow. Um, is it used for educational purposes? No. It's not. Okay, so it's not a book. I was it's thinking even related. like, yeah, or like a. Like, you know, scale charts that you can buy for piano or... Yeah, that's kind of where my mind went as well. Okay, Uh, so it's not educational. It's kind of made of wood, and it's not an instrument, but... I want to clarify the part of made of wood one. Okay. It's part... Part of it is kind of made of wood. Part of it is kind of made of wood. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe part of it paper? Maybe? Or something like that, or like... I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think of general objects. Yeah. That kind of... Yeah, this is funny when you get in... Yeah, because there's blank. There's so many possibilities to ask, right? It, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, like, hmm. so it's kind of instrument related, right? Kind of instrument related. Did I say that? Does it? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Does it play audio? Yes. Smart. Okay. Does it play original audio? Yes. Should I clarify what original audio is? You might as well. So yes. what do you what do you mean by I'm gonna say yes on both of those. Okay. Right. So what what I clarify it's like, you know, original audio is in how your computer can play like a song that you made. So that song is like original audio. Oh like or a keyboard that like, has yeah, yeah, like does it project sound that you input into it? That's another question actually. No, okay, so then I should clarify those last two questions. Okay. It's not something that actually makes audio or plays audio from it okay but you can give it something and it can yes it's part it's part of something that that plays audio okay is that a record player no (laughs) i meant meant to say the tape deck like a boom box but record player was stupid could have been part of a record player that's true that's true okay i might have confused myself on that last one wait what if it's just a record Oh, like a CD. Yeah. Because wouldn't that kind of fit what we're talking about? Is it a 12 inch vinyl? Yes. Oh, oh there we dude, go. nice. I think I kind of helped you too much with that clue. <laughs> no, no, I, I was th- thinking like a. No, like, I, was thinking I, like a I know CD what you're saying, but like, I think Nina just asked you questions that kind yeah, of forced that's true you too. into yeah, that position. Oh, yeah. red. Yeah. Okay, now you got to guess which one it is. Okay, so the, with the remaining questions. Because you got 13 questions left. I think you can get it. With yeah, we can do it. We yeah. can do it. Okay. I also pretty much know which finals are in this Yeah, Cosm. Okay, sweet. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll back off a bit. Though. Okay. This is okay. why I thought Cosm would crush the last one. Right. Because he yeah, knows yeah. exactly which finals we have. Okay. <laughs> um, did it come out between 1969 and 1979? Oh, or we'll just say in the 70s. I, I believe so, but can I'm you, not 100% sure. Yeah, just pull you. We're doing that. What was that movie? Like both. Um, just okay. looking up here. Compton. You said. Sorry. Oh, uh, like Straight Easy Out of Compton. Yeah. No, no, no. Straight Out of Compton. No, no, no. Oh. 
Um, the oh Friday. Friday. Thank Friday. you. Oh, yes. Right. No problem. Yeah, the... <laughs> yes, exactly. Doesn't really work on an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I was just sorry. What were the dates? You said sixty-nine and seventy-nine. Yeah, or actually, I'll rephrase it as the seventies. Seventies. Yes, so it came out in the seventies. Yeah, I thought it was. I just wanted okay. to make sure. Now, this is the main problem: is that I know of some seventies artists, but I'm not the best on albums so yeah. once we get an artist maybe we can for sure yeah. i can also I help, help you with the album like maybe i can help yeah. you more with the knowledge instead of just telling you what i will say i will right. say it's one of their biggest albums so okay. I, I specifically picked one of their biggest albums for that reason uh, for the big clue oh he's saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay he's also saying their biggest album so maybe the so question to so ask is well, like is it a band or musician kind of thing yeah. <laughs> now i'm just very politically correct okay I just always use they instead of he or she. Oh, you don't assume. No. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, same question. Is it a band? Is that album? Yes. Okay. So now we're at 12 questions. Yep. Um, I think you'll get it. Are they from the UK? No. Well, they're American. That's okay. a good question. So I'm assuming they're American or Canadian. Um, that gets rid of a few... Do they have a very famous drummer? Um, I don't think so, but I'll double check. Okay. That's um, only really canceling one off my list, anyways. That it I can would also of. be like, like I would, I would think like Led Zeppelin, Rush. Um, yeah. Oh Motley yeah. Crew, right. Yeah. Sorry. I, was, I wouldn't. I mean, tell me. I don't think I'm the Motley Crue album to be honest. Yeah, I was thinking Rush and Zeppelin, Zeppelin specifically. Yeah. 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 Um, you know what? Yeah, they do have a, they do have a famous drummer. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot that. Yeah. Who is it? God. He's not like one of the most famous, but he's famous. No, but like also like he's well You would do. You would like know. You think like yeah. Ringo Starr. Like you might not think of him like not to actually knock his drumming or anything, but like I think a lot of people like think they of know him who as, he like, is. Yeah. Before yeah. Drummer, like they think of him, but like he's still a famous. Drummer, exactly. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I, it doesn't think like around my buddies, I would probably be like, no, he's not a famous drummer. But with you guys that know a lot more about music, yeah, or, have, or more about music. Okay, so maybe, the, yeah, just maybe narrow it down in more similar ways because that's, yeah. like, helpful but not enough. you got 11 yeah. questions left, so. Yeah. Plus, it's in the 70s, so a lot of the music coming out was rockish. Yeah. So you could kind of start to pick some of the bigger names. So I'm thinking John Bonham, uh, Neil Peart, even though they were a little bit bigger in the 80s, but they still came out in the 70s. So yeah, really they were still pretty good. good. Um, I'm stumbling on the drummer of the Eagles. I feel like he was big for know. some reason. But I can't remember it. The Eagles, the, the drummer, the police, the Eagle. The drummer, the police was also pretty big. Yeah. My dad talks about Phil it. Phil Collins time. also pretty Phil big. Phil Collins is like big. Genesis, yep. Genesis. Genesis, yeah. Um, <laughs> is it any of the names? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's good. I'm going to ask if it's Led Zeppelin. No. Oh, okay. You do have big, ten questions big, left. So you could just you keep just run. Start I could, I could run them through, but I want to be more. Calculated. You can literally, you can do what Omar did last week and just rip through five questions and <laughs> not worry about them as much. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Helps you narrow down if it's. Okay, is it? Uh, is it a Rush album? No. Is it an Eagles album? Yes. Oh, we Good got one. somewhere. Yeah. Okay, we got somewhere. And now this is what my girlfriend's dad is going to hate, is that I can't remember any Eagles albums. Well, there's one pretty famous one. Isn't it, is not it a date? Or is it Hotel California? Is that an album? 
I know it's the biggest song. Is it? Ho- uh, is it uh, Hotel California? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, nice. Okay, sweet. I just you didn't know we had that on vinyl, but I just guessed that we might have it. Yeah. Well, we're going to have an Eagles album. That's probably the one you're going to have. Yeah, right. Like, you're going to have Santana Abraxas. Everybody mm-hmm. has that one. For sure. We have some incredible vinyls. I was looking at them yesterday just to Dang. decide which one I wanted to put in. I thought I was going yeah, to... I, I thought nice. of putting these two in just as, as curveballs. Culture Club is not as much of a curveball. This was me. But I, this, I this one. This Look at this those Richard Simmons. Dude, boy George, man. We got oh, a Richard that one's Simmons me for one. sure. My Kenise background backs this Richard Simmons Richard album. Richard Simmons. Sure. Sure. Can I read to you the backside of Culture Club's Kissing to Be Clever album? Yeah, this is a vinyl. Two. Yeah. This is the B-sides. White Boy Dance Mix. That's like in brackets. That's the dance mix oh, of White okay, Boy. Oh, dance mix of White Boy. Uh, okay. Boy Boy, I'm the boy. White Boys Can't Control It. And take control. Nice. Oh, he didn't have boy in that one. No. All the other ones did. All the other ones had boys in it except for that one. But it oh. sounds like, see, because it's all about boys and then that one's not. So maybe now he's a man. Whoa. And that's, and that's our, our podcast. Thanks for answering it. So, Cosmo, you wanted to talk a little bit about favorite albums? Yeah. Um, were you talking sure. this year or just all time? I'd rather talk all time. Sure, for sure. I'm going to be honest, it's pretty early in the year and... The only thing I've really listened to this year has been Young Nudie and Gunna, and I feel like those were the top like, 10 albums. So. Dude, I like I haven't even yeah. listened to Igor yet. I'll probably listen to it right. next year. Really? Listen to it obsessively for three months. Yeah, I listen to music really randomly. I yeah. don't care when yeah. music comes out, unless I find out and happen to listen to it instantly, just like latch onto mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to be better. I actually started making, I made a recent additions playlist on Spotify, so now whenever I download an album, I throw it in there. Yeah. And nice. that way, I like once it gets too long, I can like, start cutting stuff out that yeah. I listen to. So it's, it's got me, forced me to do that. But Smart. I was thinking of this because, Kamala, you did the um, Bill Clinton whatever challenge it was where people had like four or five albums. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you put both Oh, on yeah. I think I just put yeah. only Lincoln Park albums. Again? You put all what? <laughs> only Lincoln Park albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what about you? put all the crazy fog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Two things. All like with Lincoln Party albums. Did you have what was their like side project? I did not have any Fort Minor. Fort Minor. No, I okay, did no not Fort have Minor. any okay. Fort Minor. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? There's multiple Crazy Frog albums. What is? Yes. This? I thought it was just a song. No. No man. Crazy Frog. I think is, is this the like artist. Minions, but for music? It was. It was like imagine, uh, what's it called? Um, Kids Bop. Okay. Kids. You yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. people who go to Burgine. <laughs> <laughs> Dubstep version of Kids Bop Kids. Yeah, so, okay. It's a much more tame version, but uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I have to agree with Nino on yeah. that one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, the Bill Clinton swag, I did not have sexual relations for the record. I think that was the joke behind it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why they had to put Bill Clinton in I got that. I got a lot of flack for that actually because Because of Bill Clinton? No, because <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but I guess with like me kind of having music like previously right. as a job and then just being people a fan kind of think people are like yo why haven't you posted one and I'm like there's so much music I like I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. make 20 exactly. yeah. Like, yeah. give me some time to narrow it down yeah. exactly. but and I was just like, like nah I'll just put all Link Park <laughs> that's a good call Paul yeah. asked me to do it and honestly I can't be bothered with like learning how to use filters like I'm like that's like my boomer yeah oh, like, everybody has this one is, like, boomer thing on tech this is, like, yeah. this is like one of my like boomer tech thing yeah. where I'm just like I'm just probably never gonna learn this and 
I'm probably gonna be all right. Yeah. Like that. Was that was the thing I thought I was too worried about. Yeah. When I got tagged in it, I was worried about the same thing, and yeah. I was like, I texted the guy who tagged me. I'm like. How do you even do this? Do you expect me to crop yeah. all the photos? Yeah. And he's like, no, dude, there's a website you go to. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I asked you how to do it, but I still yeah. didn't even do it. Yeah. I could have easily done it. What I thought would be funny was I was actually going to do it with five actual vinyls that I have. Right. Oh, about, sweet. Like, that's really which cool. actual five vinyls yeah. do I like the most? Yeah, well, that's why I asked. Yeah. I was like, you actually have, like, probably some that you would want to think about. Yeah. I'd actually say that Something almost all of my favorite albums are amongst my vinyl collection. So what I mean, would you say, yeah. do you have any that you would say, I mean, not guaranteed for sure, but any that you would put in your top three just based on... Yeah, okay, no, I can, already, I can already give you like my probably top three albums. There, sure. Right? Well, uh, Bob Dylan, Highway 61, Revisited. Yeah. I have that from Abu, from Our Father. I have that first on tape, mm-hmm. then I bought it on CD. I also have it on vinyl. Like, I have wow. it in every goddamn format because yeah. I just Whoa. love that album. That was, like, a very, like, key album. That's the top thing. Up. Yeah, that's my top album of all time. It's nice. just, like, a very formative album. I don't have um, any Jimi Hendrix albums on vinyl except for Electric Ladyland, which, although is, like, an absolutely amazing album, I can't, like, give it the same credit as Are You Experienced? Like, that yeah. album, for me, was, like, as impactful as Highway 61 Revisited. Like, that, sure. like, was an album that was really formative for me, but I don't have it on vinyl. Well, that was kind of like, I remember when you were starting to play guitar, those were like the kind of songs that you were starting to play into. Yeah, that was, I mean, the first songs I learned was like Purple Haze. Three, well, not Purple Haze, I learned Hey Joe, because it's actually a fairly simple blues kind of song. Yeah. Um, But that's what my teacher taught, that's what my teacher taught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz blues guitarist. Yeah. Um, But those, but that, but like, I'm trying to think of like Radiohead's OK Computer, although Mm -hmm. also another one, and like Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Those are albums to me like, I think like what makes a like really good album for the way that I grew up listening to music is that like like the whole album has to be like really good. Right. From for me to think good. of like not one like, song that yeah like in my top ten when I'm like if somebody asks me what the top ten albums is I think my brain automatically goes to like the best total albums top yeah. to bottom. Um, so like late registration which I think I also got on vinyl from you guys or somebody gave that to me yeah, as a gift. Yeah. Um, that's also like yeah. one of absolute like top to bottom you can listen to that album on sure. repeat forever yeah. like just there's very few album. songs on that album that i'm like i skip over and even then i'm like this is still a good song i just don't yeah. really feel like listening to it right yeah 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 i think that's what that's 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 five, five right there yeah, yeah i think that like that's a that's a fairly good five i, I also i have mf doom's uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that album for me is also like that's that a good album, man. and like i don't have this album but the tipping point by the roots was actually the album that made me fall in love with hip-hop like, no that's way that's that, rad like, yeah, that's, that's a dope album that's too. the album i was listening to a, a friend from high school we were just like driving down to like 7-eleven or something mm-hmm. and he just like was like oh check out this uh song he's like you listen to it sounds like i don't really know who that is and he put on uh don't feel right and like that's not from that album i think that's from game theory but then he mm-hmm. put on a couple songs from the tipping point and then i started listening to the tipping point and then i was yeah. like holy yeah. this is I, this is what I've been wanting. That's so awesome. Yeah. For sure, yeah. That was the first time. I, I'm obviously being a little bit younger. The first Roots album I heard was How I Got Over. Yeah. Right? And it was just like, that was an incredible album. Not only like, it was just so unique hearing that kind of blend of rock and hip hop. Yeah. I hadn't heard that before. I hadn't heard hip hop played by a band. Yeah. It was completely unique to me. And, but not only that, yeah. the content of the album was also like, Black Thought's lyricism, the features were all on point. That I mean, that's I don't know if it's on my list, but it would definitely be very high up. I always call Black Thought like he's got to be one of the most like 
he write he writes his uh, raps like essays. Like for sure, they're so they're dissertations. So much, yeah, yeah. There's so much background kind of organization and like thought behind what's going into his verses. I always found that like it's it was always just really interesting. And then also like yeah, being into rock rock and roll yeah. growing up because like what our parents listened to is like for sure. easy touch point for the roots. And that yeah, I mean my only my only exposure to hip hop before that was like kind of mainstream hip hop. You know, like yeah. Eminem. People like that, and I'm not knocking any of those mainstream artists. I'm just saying it's way different than the underground, especially in the early 2000s and going into the 2010s. Mm. There was a real discrepancy between mainstream hip-hop and underground hip-hop. And Mm. then underground hip-hop, or hip-hop as a genre, kind of became the popular music and kind of transitioned into having all these different kind of subsections within it. Um, Nino, what about you? Do you have any in mind for... Man, again, no pressure about. for like the exact, but yeah, just some like, that oh, pop yeah. to mind. If you ask me again, I'll probably give you. Half yeah, of that's a, that's the thing. With just music, any that really pop to mind when we yeah. say like your favorite albums, not necessarily the greatest albums, but your yeah, favorite. my favorite albums. Damn, I gotta go first with uh, the Blueprint by Jay Z. Nice yeah, yeah, first album that was a heavy basketball warm up album back when we growing up. Prince and the Revolution was another big nice. album. My mom's a huge Prince head. That's sweet. That's which awesome. is cool. She Prince showed me most of my hands music. on Prince's music. Yeah. It really is, yeah. She so had... like having that in growing up, I think like you probably... Yeah, especially have... in Canada, I feel yeah. like... Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people whose parents listen to Prince, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's dope. Um, yeah, we were actually fortunate enough to, to see him at the Saddle Dome, which I like at the time. I only oh, knew like, you know, Red Corvette, so Purple sick. Rain, all that stuff. Yeah. Like he looked oh he looked as good as he did on tape man like yeah, that that's guy that's awesome. yeah and after that that's when I really fell in love with like right. the music and the imagery and yeah. Hashim's you know. going through a big Prince face nice right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he used to keep so growing similar. that mustache man. yeah, yeah can't get it all dude that, I mean? that costume he had was pretty on oh dude yeah. that was awesome uh, so so you said uh, Jay Z Blueprint Prince Prince and the Revolution. Revolution um probably Alive two thousand seven. That uh, live Daft Punk album. Okay. Okay. Yes. That, that they made. That one was. I really that was liked. pretty sweet. When was, I came out, that yeah. was like pretty. Didn't really have like live music for electronic music. Like right. Like, live albums. Yeah. Like that's what was crazy. That was like that. electronic mm-hmm. music. Like at that point, pretty. It much. was yeah. And actually, funny enough, my mom was the one who like got me the album. Was like, you gotta you gotta listen to this. That's it's so sweet. crazy. Cause she gave me uh, like homework and. Um, oh, I forget the other album that she gave me. I think it was by. Is your mom big into music? Like, what's your, Huge, what's your yeah. mom's relationship with music? Huge. Well, she just kind of grew up as, like, a music head. Like, she okay. uh, grew up, like, really close to the gay community in Calgary and kind of in Canada and just, like, fell in love with all of the music. Cool. And just had has tapes and tapes and records yeah. of crazy at home. Like, yeah. huge Madonna fan, huge Prince fan, obviously, huge MJ fan, huge Janet fan. She's yeah. seen... MJ and Janet probably collectively like 15 times. That's awesome. Which is so cool. as the Jackson 5 and separately. That's like, awesome. Yeah. And then my dad on the other spectrum too is another big influence on me because even though my dad's, you know, stereotypical rough, rugged Italian, you yeah. think he'd only listen to the Rat Pack and, and <laughs> which he does. I'm not saying he doesn't, but the biggest funk and soul guy that I've ever yeah, met. That's he's sweet. When I kind of like started. Parliament, all that stuff? Oh yeah, Parliament. Uh, cool. The, like. Gang. Cool Gang, Temptations, Tower Funk, Sick. there's some that I can name. Just like all the classics, obviously, but um, yeah, no, when I started getting into that, I was very surprised that he had this huge catalog. For sure. Yeah. 
Um, no, just, I mean, that was like me, like going through some of those vinyls. Like, those mm-hmm. are all vinyls from my dad, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah he's the those are things guy. that he collected. Yeah. I mean, like, I never really think of my dad as the most musically driven person <laughs> on the planet. But yeah. he does, he does, he did have, you can definitely tell he had that appreciation mm-hmm. for music growing up in order yeah. to collect these many vinyls, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a weird variety, especially. Oh, man, I remember yeah. he, had a, he had this Ace of Bass tape. Yeah, oh, Ace of Bass. Nice. Yeah, and I I loved Ace of Bass because yeah. it was just very different than the other music that we had. Like we had like John Cougar Mellencamp tapes, mm-hmm. like and like like I said, Highway sixty one revisited Bob Dylan tape. he also had the Proclaimers. No way. <laughs> yeah, we used to in high yeah, school. Dude. Like it'd be me, yeah. Andy, and Josh singing that, like pumping that in like, the QX four. Oh, that's old, so yeah. awesome. That was pretty fun. That was oh, awesome. Oh my gosh. But sorry, yeah, we were talking about you. Oh now. yeah. Um. Wow, I need to kind of, I need to kind of dial in here. Yeah, we're. I know right. a joke. You've got a three so far, I think. I got three. Yeah. yeah. I know I joke about Lincoln Park because they're no, but they're not. Legit. But I like when I was learning. I to would play never. Drums, I would never yeah. joke about Lincoln Park. They're very again. I kind of that joke about Lincoln Park. They're kind of that still trend. good. They're still good, but yeah. there's definitely some jokes you. But can again, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> kind of what I was talking about earlier, right? That mainstream kind of rap, right? It's like I kind of learned or heard some rap through Linkin Park in a way, yeah. which was weird to me, yeah. right? Like, when I didn't know what hip-hop or rap like was. Like, 13-year-old me. Which, <laughs> which, which album? See, that's where, it, it's honestly a toss-up. Yeah, because, like, like, I'm thinking there's two Hybrid, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, yeah. both. Right. And then, honestly, that <laughs> that remix album with Jay-Z. I was Dude. just going to say, oh, oh you guys, like, I, put, I, I, just put Jay-Z, I just put Jay-Z in my top three, yeah, so, yeah. like... When yeah. they came together, it was Now like, encore was we're, like, we're gonna, what? We're going to say oh. not that, just because, like... Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I, I think I know why, like, that would be up there, but I think, yeah, like, yeah. the point is that, like, because of other hybrid theory media, or, yeah. like, that's why you like Linkin Park, and that's totally. like, the, the remixes. Yeah. And then, they were kind of the, the one band that, like, around that time when I started listening to them, I just started playing drums, so I was yeah. kind of playing, like, you know... Even, it's funny, even some of the similar guitar songs that you learn at the start are yeah. pretty similar to drums. Like, I learned Smoke on the Water, yeah, yeah. Seven Nation Army, all that stuff yeah. first. And once I started playing drums, and I would, like, with my drum teacher, we'd usually kind of have the first half hour of just playing the songs. And if there was a tricky section in a song, he'd kind of, you That's know, teach me through it. And then the last bit was theory-based. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I started bringing him a lot of Lincoln Park, and then he showed me all this other type of music, and then I eventually got... A little, little screamo-ish, a little yeah. metal. My mom wasn't the biggest fan <laughs> when I was, you know, downstairs blaring the double kick to the right. Lamb of God or Three Inches of Blood or the whatever that was. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? So, yeah. I, I never got t- into screamo. Yeah. 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 I, it's, I it's didn't even mind to, it. I just, like, I just got into it. Yeah, Hashem got into it more. Yeah, it's, it's one of those genres that it's nice when you have, like, I can't speak for everyone, too, yeah, yeah. but most people that I know that enjoy screamo, or at least a little bit more on like you know like just metal. metal, just yeah. like a little bit. Of just that. label it as metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, well, I, I think it's I don't want to something like, yeah. like different. Like I, I think of it as like very. Yeah, I think, yeah. There's, I think there's an element of like, you know, like when you first drink coffee, you're not gonna like it. You yeah. gotta have it a few times and then get get, yeah, get yeah, in that just, world yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's yeah. like kind of like that. Yeah, but I think with people who just genuinely like that stuff, they definitely for more instances than not come from like a musical instrument type of yeah, background right yeah. like i really enjoy listening to metal music and that sort of like blast beat like really fast because sure. you really can appreciate technical. everything totally ever. yeah and even trying to learn that type of instrumentation just from a drum yeah. side or guitar side or yeah. wherever you can apply the techniques that they use to your own style or right. you could oh, see yeah. References from each genre, like definitely. You know. I, I've I've never been a big fan of metal or mm-hmm. screamo, but I, I definitely can see that from that yeah. perspective. And I, I'm not 
I haven't played an instrument growing mm. up. I don't know how to play any instruments, but mm. I can definitely see that, like, from that perspective, from, like you said, people that do listen to that type of music. Right. And having somebody like Hashim who does listen to that music and, and kind of plays that music as well yeah. sometimes. Mm. Yeah, even you know, like a, you like... see You see that they there is that kind of important aspect, just like any other style of music. Totally. In there. Yeah. It's also almost more intense than any other style when you consider the intensity in the it's a workout yeah it's a workout to play that's for sure but even watching guys like you know if you watch Questlove, chad smith like those kind of more funk oriented a little bit more like popping their drums and a guy like chris adler from lamb of god or you know what's his name he was an old slipknot drummer and i'm slipping on it oh yeah i know who you're talking about yeah i've seen um, videos but drawing like comparisons between the two and just different styles you know like they couldn't do what each other are doing, right. but they're both like amazing. Yeah. For sure. And then there's Neil Peart, who's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, the thing. Yeah, so, like, so that's yeah. four albums, right? We've got. Oh, that's yeah. four, Kate. I think. <laughs> yeah, that is. Four. No, no, I'm just like I'm just like because I'm interested. Like, are we gonna go into like a screamo album for the? Film? Yeah, I don't know. You got it's, a lot of variety. Bro. There's a lot of yeah. variety, variety for sure. So I have I have Jay Z, I got Prince, I got Linkin Park, I got. But you had someone else before Linkin Park, I thought. You had Jay Z. You had Prince. Prince. Lincoln Park. You had somebody else before Lincoln Park. I had somebody else before Lincoln Park. Um, well, just think again. Oh, Daft Punk. Daft yeah, Punk. Daft that's Punk. right. Lincoln Park. Lie. That's right. Yeah. Um, and my last one. Wow, this is hard. Alive is a good album choice for a DJ for a person who's like yeah. DJ at any point in their life. It's like a very like yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. Easy that, to connect. Very, very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, and I guess I gotta express my kind of <laughs> dumb ignorant side a little bit. Probably. A tie between, even though this isn't a dumbing or an album, it's a beautiful album. The Carter Three, dude, that like that is such a good album. I'm not a big Little Wing guy, but I listen to that album so much. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Or, Walk a Flock of Flame, Flock of Ellie Two. Okay, I can't say I've listened yeah, to that, I but like, listened I know where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going from. That was that was an album that me and about four other guys would only listen to. Uh, during like high school and club basketball, that was all right. we listened to. That's that awesome. maybe some Rick Ross, but mostly yeah. just that. That was when like Lex Luger became a household name. Like it was that yeah, yeah. era of, of Waka Flocka. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, just, just for the memories. It's not even a good album. I just remember yeah. blaring it. That's fun. That's Sub a good Warfare's question too. Like, what's that album that's probably like maybe your most like I don't really care about the music actually album, but it's just so tied to good yeah. memories. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Oh. Um. Bedouin Sound Clash. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I go back to it now and I like just get really fond memories of listening to it. We listen to a lot yeah. of Bedouin Sound Clash yeah. as well, especially when, like, on a road trip. I listened trip to one stuff. album for a while, a lot, and then I just, I don't know, like I kind of like started to not really like their music. When you listen to I, it too much, yeah. Yeah, well, it's and, pretty and there's a little bit of, Yeah, <laughs> and there's something kind of cringy about some of it. Not like, not always, but like sometimes it's heartfelt, but I think like when you try to be overly heartfelt, if yeah. you know what I mean, like I know what you it mean. can venture into that territory. Yeah. yeah uh, and, it, and it just doesn't come off all the time. Mm-hmm. But no, I agree with that. They were, that was a good band as well. It was a good band. I'm trying to think, you know what's funny? That album by the Chili Peppers, by the way, yeah. Um, oh, another great album. But what yeah. that is weirdly tied to is we on GameCube there was like a Star Fox Adventures game where you oh, were like yeah. Fox and you so were like exploring yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, like a yeah, staff. Yeah. That game was awesome. Yeah, so like that, I think so they must have come out at the same time or we just got, by the way, like because no, we got it in Pakistan and yeah. we got it at the same time because... <laughs> that album if I listen to that album to this day yeah. I will have like visual impressions running over my vision of 
that level yes, from that's that game. so awesome it, like i listened to that on the stereo system that was next to the tv that i played yeah, the yeah. Star Fox game on for like a year that's so funny yeah. i had i have a very similar memory to that but with um with Meteora, with oh, yeah. the album, but it was with Luigi's Mansion, because oh, I was too scared to play it with sound, so I had to <laughs> music. <laughs> and then, we, um, did we ever play Luigi's Mansion? No, I think it was terrifying. I'm gonna yeah. get, I think I'm going to get the new one, to be honest, but I'm always like, that's one of the games I wish I had played. And, yeah. and Super Mario Sunshine, I think, was the other Oh, Super Mario played. Sunshine, you gotta get. Yeah. 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 Uh, but sorry, yeah, so those were It was that ago. one, and then... Uh, was the other i think it was also it was probably meteor again but it was with um uh what i think, I think it was the original battlefront for gamecube where you could be like an x-wing or a pod oh, racer yeah you know those ones Dude, yeah battlefront the original battlefront and battlefront 2 were just unbelievable yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah that was another game where you'd land wouldn't it or do we for land what? that one we'd have land parties for that for, for battlefront, battlefront? 2? maybe I don't maybe know, now or maybe it was actually an online game who knows yeah um yeah. Maybe we just played it a lot. <laughs> I was very. I definitely young. played it a lot. I was very very yeah. young. I don't think it would have been. I don't think I would have played it online. Nobody really put online games. Back yeah. Because sure. I was in Halifax. I don't think we ever had online. Yeah, I mean, games. I think one of the first games yeah. I really remember playing online was like one of the Call of Duties and stuff like that. Yeah. When we yeah. came to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, anything you guys want to talk about before we round out the end of the podcast here? Man, well, just first off, thank you for having us too. Yeah, this is sure. a really no cool. Worries project and i feel fortunate that you invited us and yeah everybody's healthy us. enough and safe enough to actually do this during this time for sure yeah, yeah. hopefully you guys can stay healthy enough to uh come back on again yeah so, no have yeah, us whenever sure. yeah, sure, we won't sure. ramble on as much about other stuff and oh man that's up. exactly I'm, why I'm i have you guys on, cuts right? it out you know yeah <laughs> also cost no. will take 18 questions to guess yeah, sorry. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> no, unfortunately, five of them. <laughs> nothing, nothing is getting cut out of this one. Ooh, Don't worry. That's We're doing good. it live. Yeah, only, only a few of the swears. But um, <laughs> I can take care of that later on. Thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having um, us. Yeah, so tune in again next week for another episode of Combo, Combos with Combo. We'll be talking about something completely different with different topics. Um, I think next week we'll be having on a few fellow CMRU.ca broadcasters. Um, we have weekly shows now. I have switched to more uh, content, trying to produce one every week. Uh, a lot of people wanted to come on and guess. If you do want to be a guest on the show, please let me know. Uh, give me a message on Facebook. If you have my number, give me a text there. Give me an Instagram message. However you want to get a hold of me, try to, because I'd love to have you on and talk to you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.